Hello listeners, happy to see you and welcome to episode 13 of the Author Accountability Podcast. As you guys know, I'm Rianne, Donna is on maternity leave, so here with me I have my friend Ollie. Hello. Hello, I'm Ollie. I mean, uh, if you want, I can try and do a, a, a South African accent, but I, hello, my name's uh, Donna. I, uh, you do, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been? What has your writing been like? Obviously, Ooh, we were just well, talking off air about all the lockdowns that you've been in. So tell us, <laughs> tell us what's been going yeah. on. Um, so uh, yes, the writing's been very, very well. Um, uh, I don't know how you want to structure it, but I've got a few things working. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, in 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 progress now. Um, and so yeah, it's been uh, lockdowns been a bit a bit of a mixed bag. At, at the start, um, I felt really unmotivated because, uh, like you, I, I I still had to work, and so I was going in. Uh, basically sorry um, my life became work and lockdown and so it wasn't it wasn't a, a super cre- creatively interesting time but mm-hmm. um yeah as lockdown went on I, I adapted to it yeah yeah I mean I literally have just started a new job which has been great because mm-hmm. now I have an extra 10 hours a week although Ooh, nice. I have totally <laughs> been wasting it because you know I used to fill it with commuting and writing and now I'm like well I've done my writing and I still have an hour and a half what do I do play Witcher or well uh, yes <laughs> my my lovely husband bought me a switch for Christmas so Ooh. I I do have the witch that was the first game that I got the witch on the switch <laughs> because I I'm kind of one of those gamers and I can sit down and play from seven in the morning till seven in the evening hmm. and if I'm doing that I'm on the telly and if yeah. my husband wants to watch telly he can't because I want to play the Xbox so I mm. thought a perfect solution to that would be to get the Switch because then I could play it on the telly and then when he wants to watch the telly, I could play it on the handheld. <laughs> genius, genius. <laughs> I know, I know. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> so what are you... Sorry, what are you oh, saying? Sorry, sorry. I was just saying how, um, how like, amazing um, like, uh, video game stories are that they... It's, yes. You know, I'm trying to, trying to connect them. I was just thinking back to, to the Witcher story. I think it's one of the only games I've played, I think, three times through just to get like different endings and to see different different stuff I love it only three like a, only I know I know disappointed I was trying to go go for like one, one of each of, of the endings and like with Nilfgaard and then I started reading the books and uh, yeah it's good it's yes. a cool place yeah it is it is the continent is probably one of the only fictional worlds that I would actually want to travel to yeah yeah although I mean maybe not during the wars because they just everybody just seems to be having a bad time yeah people just go around <laughs> killing each other yeah I'm like, I can't can't deal with that I like living <laughs> you know I'm one of those idiots who, who likes living <laughs> so what are you currently working on at the minute okay so we have um three things in the works um three so wow have, you sound like me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well it's more that um so I procrastinate a lot so I'm like I should procrastinate on my main book with my side book. And then, oh, the okay. side book becomes the main book. Oh, I'm going to procrastinate on that with the third book. Oh, well, actually, no, now that's taking up most of my time. Let's go back to the, to, to the main book. So it's a, it's a triangle of procrastination. Um, wow. where I'm trying to hack my, uh, my, uh, my, my brain to, to, to do work. But um, so one is um, so the, the, the main one, which I think is quite, quite cool, is there's a, um, it's a world it was, actually, well, it was actually inspired at the start of the pandemic is a world where um where it, basically everybody um is oh god how do, do i explain it they so 
everybody is connected via the internet, but then nobody talks in person. And so it's it's a sort of it's a dystopian novel, where um, you know the, the the government wants to keep us all 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 online. They they, they don't want people to meet up because individuals are weak, communities are strong, um, and that's something I noticed during the Black Lives Matter protest, where like it wasn't it wasn't one big protest that that um, that um, caused issues for the police, but it was twenty smaller protests organized by community leaders, which then. Um, which, which then brought around some, some change. Um, and so, yeah, I noticed that and then I was like, oh, what, what if I make a story around that? And so in this world, um, it's the, the idea of like freedom of expression is kept at the highest, as like, like the highest plinth of this society. But then people in that society don't, um, if, if somebody infringes on your, on your freedom of expression, then that's like an instantly punishable offense. And so even if you like bump into somebody that might be seen as a crime, or if you talk to somebody when they don't want it, that might be seen as a crime. And so, um, and so everybody is, a very, is, is very disconnected in this society focused only on them, themselves, but it's very, very uh, te technologically focused. So I noticed during the start of the pandemic, um, if I didn't go into work, I wouldn't have, a proper, I wouldn't have had a proper conversation mm. in like a week or two, you know? Um, and so I was wondering, you know, how you know, with technology as it stands now, how long could you go without meeting another human being with like Uber Eats for your, for your food? And, um, you know, I, I'm going to the gym. Uh, I'm not talking to anybody and all this. And so it's, um, but in this world, there, there's a woman who is a, um, yeah, she is a, um, a news, a caster, reporter, all that. And then she goes and has a, um, uh, she accidentally gets bumped into somebody else. As, as there, she's they sort of ex, you know she explores um, talking and human relations and actually having that human connection, which I think is so important. And of course, now with with social media and a pa pa pandemic, it's something that we're we're all sorely missing. Uh, sorry, I feel like I've, I've waffled on way too way too long about that. But uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> person person finds human connection in a world which human connection is uh, is illegal. I mean, Basically. it's pretty Sorry. much what we're in, aren't we? Human, human is, connection yeah, yeah. is illegal at the moment because we're both <laughs> right in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and the um and and so yeah, it's sort of it, it, it's a um it's sort of people you know who are very antisocial because they've never been taught to be social. Um, and in this world, you know, there's, there's because I was like, well, how would the birth rate? How would people still have be 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 born? And then I was like, well, there's actually a lottery. Where you uh, basically get um, uh, given a baby, and well, by given a baby, I mean artificially inseminated to make sure that the population keeps on, on growing. And as a baby, you're you're educated for a screen, and so you know it's it's just I wanted to to make human you know something something which a lot I think a lot of people take for, they or used to take for granted pre pandemic is that human connection, and I wanted to to explore explore them discovering that and hopefully enjoying it because that's something which I really really want I want human like a, a sorry a human connection god uh, <laughs> careful with your words now <laughs> yeah sorry I'm I'm, sorry, I'm waffling on and I'm I'm trying to sound all smart and sophisticated but I've got no idea <laughs> yeah see I, I find one of the things that's the hardest about being a writer is trying to articulate your idea into a sentence which sounds good yeah, it, it's like an elevator to, to brief. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I could. If that was an elevator brief, it would have to be a pretty long elevator. <laughs> <laughs> You're going all the way to the penthouse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, yes. Yeah, so, so uh, what have you been been, been working on? Um, so I'm working on the Kane saga. So that's my mm-hmm. fantasy trilogy about a um, prince whose family was assassinated, and then 20 years later they come back for him. Because mm-hmm. there's the like or, or, or the remnants of his family. Uh, the assassins. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So obviously they find out he's still alive, and then they come back and get him because he is. I tend to write books about chosen ones who would like do anything for the people that they love. Um, so it's pretty much what all my books are centered around, um, plus having fantasy elements and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm editing that at the minute. So I've got the prequel novella, which has just gone to my proofreader. Um, Mm -hmm. then I've got book one, which I'm editing book two, which I'm re outlining to rewrite. And then book three will also go through the same process because I decided to do the incredible thing of changing the genders of my characters <laughs> which is always fun um, that's, a, that's a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah well I was just finding that I had too many characters so I I had like three and then I was like well I can split that one in half and put them into these two and I can make mm-hmm. that one a girl and then it works okay so, so, what so I did. You, you split the character between two two characters instead I mean yeah, it, it, instead of just murdering one, because like in my head, it, whenever I have too many characters, I'm like, here comes the, the axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, that is that is exactly what I did. Um, and then this year, I'm writing the first drafts of Project Caradin. Um, so in that series, I've planned three novellas and four main books. So I'm writing the novellas this year. And I just finished the first one, so that's fun. Ooh. What is what is Project Caradin about? Are you allowed to? to um, well, it doesn't have a title, hence why I call it Project Caradin. Um, okay, it's kind enough. of, <laughs> it's kind of about. I don't have an elevator pitch for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 well, take your time if if need be. I've I've taken way too much. Uh, it's um, kind of. <laughs> so it's. It's pretty much inspired by The Witcher, Legend of the Seeker, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, all those kind of like big fantasy things. Um, and it's focused around um, my character Fiona, who she is the chosen one, but the point of view that I write from is Avery. Um, and she basically, in the main series, she basically wakes up with no memories of who she is or what happened to her um, and then goes on like this journey to find out who she is, finds Fiona and then has to save her from the big bad that's coming to get her. Essentially, it will sound better when I have (laughs) actually formulated it. At the moment, all I've done is outlined the series and written the first novella. Um, So each novella... Sorry, sorry, I'm just sorry, just just saying that that sounds like uh, like a fun, like a nice, nice, uh, nice adventure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's to be fair, I was writing the first novella. So each novella focuses on one of my three main characters, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like what happens before the main series. Um yeah. and 
I finished the first one and I was like, I really, I, I'm really struggling to end it because I don't want the story to end. And then I was like, Rianne, you've got like seven more books to write. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I'm completely <laughs> leaving it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. It's not like those, those characters will, will live and die on those pages. They will carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So what are your writing tasks for the next two weeks then? What are you planning to do? Oh, gosh. Um, so I've actually picked up a slight bit of paid work um, writing. So it's um, it's for my buddy. He's um, really big and sort of he's in in sort of the D and D community in Dungeons and Dragons. He he writes lots of the extra rules, lots of lots, lots of the extra lore, um, lot like lots, lots of fan stuff. And I got uh, brought on to help him out, um, which is pretty exciting because I feel like the um, uh, well, as a side note, tabletop RPGs are amazing if you're a writer. Yeah, just incredible because you can basically get a bunch of players to play through your story and be mm-hmm. like, ah, so what would you do here? Interesting, interesting. Um, and yeah, it's um, and so I've been I'm going to be doing a little bit of bit of that. Um, I've also I I want to get so there's another book which I won't mention because otherwise we'll, this podcast will go on for like five hours. Um, <laughs> which, uh, I want to get that up to eighty thousand words. Um, Want to want to get the um, the book I was saying about with the no contact people um, up to you know twenty thousand words basically push push the word counts up because that is um, basically what what I need just extra words extra words yeah, yeah. and then hopefully uh, yeah um, get to a point where I'm happy with it and I can start edit- editing it because I keep on going back and editing the story as I'm writing it and I'm no like, which I know I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's bad, but I read through it. I'm like, yeah, but I could do this. That'd be so much more interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. all right. This is why I transitioned from a pantser to a plotter because I found that I could do that stuff when I was doing the outline, but when I write the outline, I just go through it and then I can edit it afterwards. Yeah, I mean that's that's something I've annoyingly it doesn't share well with my personality because I'm I'm a pantser at heart, but plotting is so much more helpful it's so useful it and to do it properly and yeah I'm, I mean don't I'm, get me wrong I'm, I'm definitely scared. I'm definitely in the middle of the spectrum so my characters do go off pace and do their own things and then I'm just like no you need to come back now come back to yeah. this section this is what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> what I find is that I often have that plan the character goes off and I'm like well that original plan is useless now because why would oh, why no. would this character react this way? Because he's just done this. Let's oh, I've got to change that entire scene. Okay. No, I don't let my characters go that far. <laughs> you need to put reins right, right. on them. <laughs> like, stay in line, damn it! Stay in line. How dare you? <laughs> we have a plan. We have a schedule. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to fun stuff. Oh. So, are you reading anything at the moment? Yes. Um. Oh, what is it? Um. So I'm just going to get up because uh, I've completely forgotten the book's name, which is not that good. Um, it's by <laughs> Joe Abercrombie. Um, my friend recommended it to me. It's not on my phone, but yeah. Um, uh, I think it's called like A Crown of Sorrows. Is it? It's a, um, and it, it, it's basically, it's, um, uh, it's a book where it's like, it's classic fantasy, but there's, I'm just at the start and um, there's, a, there's a Northerners versus a Southerners kind of thing going on. But apparently it's sort of, um, as the book goes on, kind of uh, combines um, magic and industry. And so mm-hmm. they kind of have their own industrial revolution as the book 
go on. Um, so then, yeah. And then um, I'm also reading my friend uh, uh, Luke, if he's listening. Hello. Um, <laughs> and he's um, uh, so he sent me his book for me to critique. I'm about two thirds of the way through, and so I want to get that sorted for him so he can uh, he can um, send it back. But yeah. Cool. I am not reading anything at the moment because I've oh, literally okay. just finished a book last night. Um, so Ooh. I was reading A Storm of Silver and Ash by Marion Blackwood, mm-hmm. which kind of gave me like real Skyrim vibes. There's like an assassin's guild, there's a thieves guild, then they bring elves into it. And I was like, this book oh. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, I finished that. I'm trying to contain myself and not impulse buy the next book. Um, so I've put up a little poll on my Instagram and at the moment it's a tie between two books. So I'm either going to read, in fact, I'll probably start both of them because it's a tie between um, Three Dark Crowns um, and An Ember in the Ashes. So I just received my Fairy Loot special editions of the entire series and they are beautiful. Um, so they currently have Pride of Place downstairs and they're hardback. So I thought... I can read those on a Sunday afternoon. Ian can watch shitty motorbike, motorbike racing and I can watch, <laughs> I can read my book even. Um, I'll probably end up playing The Witcher, but I'll say I'll read cool. a book just because I can. <laughs> um, and then I'll probably read Three Dark Crowns before I go to bed because it's on my Kindle. So mm. I'm excited to watch those two. Watch those mm. two. Read those read two. Those, yeah. God, what are words today? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're months into a pan- pandemic. We don't need words. Words just, you know... <laughs> I've, my my, uh, my phrases have sort of um, uh, reduced to just grunts and uh, yeah. You know, we're we're so yeah, far into a pandemic. Work. I'm thinking of rearranging my office again, which I only did about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, why not? Yeah. So yeah, I think like the um, what I what I found out uh, moving uh, moving uh, to Denmark, which, which I'm not sure if we um if that's been been brought up yet, is that um is that now I realise I'm just bad at bad at two languages instead of just being bad at one. Yeah, I'm just I just can't can't talk it either. Apparently, uh, uh, I'm sure you'll get used to it the longer you stay out there. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, what about um, oh, sorry, what about just, TV oh, and movies? Oh, TV and movies. Um, so I was watching His Dark Materials. It's yeah. fantastic. It's the HBO BBC series. Have you? Uh, in, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I watched the first series and. I really didn't like the woman who was playing Mrs. Coulter, so I didn't watch the second. Ah, uh, she, um, uh, as in you don't like her character or you don't like the actress? Um, I don't like, this is hard to say because I do like the actress because I've seen her in other things and she's great. I don't like the actress playing this character. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Just, mm. I've, yeah. because I've watched um, The Golden Compass and I think... Mm. Nicole Kidman did it so effortlessly. <laughs> and I don't like I don't like the actress playing Serafina either. I preferred it mm. when Emily Blunt did it. No, Eva. Yeah, yeah. Eva what's her face? Eva Green. That's the one. Eva Green. They do, they do look quite similar now that you yeah. say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it, it helps. She has less of a role in the second season. Um, and also Lynn Manuel M- Miranda, who like so I recently watched Hamilton. Um, which is amazing, uh, and I he's in that, and so I I love him and everything he do, everything he does. Sorry. Okay, maybe um, I'll, maybe so, I'll yeah. give it another go. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, 
yeah, actually good. thinking about it i don't think i watched the last episode of the first season either <laughs> oh, that's the best one <laughs> that's so good yeah. But yeah i uh i've been uh been watching that um i don't think i've done anything else that interesting lately see Maybe i've started you're... re-watching lost girl Ooh, okay well, I recently found all five seasons on Amazon Prime and I was like, I've not watched this show in ages. I'm going to binge it. <laughs> um, I'm now on the last episode of season two and I started it last weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a, a full-time yeah. time job's worth of worth watching. That's decent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I've also started re-watching the originals mm-hmm. because seasons one to three were fantastic. Four and five don't exist because it ended so rubbish. Um, <laughs> sorry to spoil that for anyone who has not watched it yet. <laughs> oh, God, that was what I was going to spend my weekend doing. But no, fine, fine, whatever. And then, to be fair, there's not really a lot on else that I want to watch. So I'll probably find something or rewatch something. Um, looking through my Netflix, I've got Firefly Lane on my list to watch. Ooh. Apparently that's really good. Um, yeah, uh, Orlando Bloom and Tara Genovese, is that right? And that's like a magic thing? No, oh. that's Carnival oh, Row. Oh, Carnival Row, okay. But I have watched that oh. and it is amazing and yeah. you should watch it. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm just waiting for April 26th for Shadow and Bone to come out. Ooh, what is Shadow and Bone? I've, I, I've seen, I, could, I feel like I've seen an advert for it. Yeah, so it's it's a TV series based on um, Lee Bardago's book series. Um, and to be fair, I don't know a lot about it. I've not read the books, mm-hmm. but I know people who have read the books and think that they are fantastic. So I'm really excited for the TV mm-hmm. show to come out because the trailer looks freaking awesome. Like genuinely, it blew me away. Yeah. In fact, it's probably close a close second, obviously it will never top it, a close second to The Witcher. Oh, I mean, In, in I, my opinion. Like, The Witcher, um, uh, The Witcher's first episode is fantastic. Like, as a, um, as a pilot episode, that's so good. I will disagree with you on that. Because okay. the yeah. first scene of the first episode is complete trash. What's the first scene of the first episode? It's where the Ekimara comes out of the swamp and he's wearing that stupid wig. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you should have um, just cut that out because the yeah. Butcher of Blavakin stuff is awesome. And then it's like, it's overshadowed by this like two second clip in the beginning, which is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it also, it doesn't add a huge amount to, to the actual episode. No. Like, no. you know, Geralt is known as the Butcher of Blavakin in the games. He's known as the, um, and, and that's, the, that's the kind of reputation that follows him and why um, lots, lots of people fear him. But it's, the Ekamara doesn't really add a huge amount. Maybe, maybe it's just to say he likes monsters. Well, doesn't like monsters, but you know. Yeah, like I think it was used to introduce him to people who have never played or read any of the Witcher books um, yeah. or games. And obviously it shows that he is a monster slayer, which is great. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Th- that is what he does, you know. But it was just See, terrible would... CGI. <laughs> I was, was like, this was. is not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> And I did, yeah, I, I did have seen. like a sinking feeling, like when I first, when the first part of that first episode came on, I was like, oh god, is the rest of it going to be this terrible? <laughs> Thankfully, I was proved wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm 
with you. See, I'm I'm always cautiously optimistic about any like video game movie or TV show because sometimes they're good, sometimes they're terrible. Well, most of the time they're terrible. But with Witcher, they kind of um, I felt like I knew a lot more by playing the game, and I don't know what my view would be if you hadn't played the game. Yeah. Or like read yeah. the books because there's like there's lots of backstory with stuff which you're like, oh, that's that's that guy from from the game. Oh, this is how they meet in the books. Okay. Yeah. So I. I got into The Witcher because my friend's boyfriend was playing The Witcher 3 and it was mm. when the Blood and Wine expansion first came out. And I was like, this game looks freaking awesome. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you need to buy it. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went and I think it was like a year later. I was like, oh, I'm finally going to buy this game. Like, I've got some spare money. Let's do it. Um, so I bought it for the Xbox, played through like the whole thing, got a bad ending. And I was like, replaying it because I don't want that ending um and yet I've just replayed it ever since so I think Skyrim and The Witcher and Pokemon are probably the three games which I just continually play because they're just wicked um and then another game to see maybe would be Greedful um it's one of these like big I've watched somebody art. play that on YouTube okay. and it looked awesome yeah yeah like I got it on sale and I've, I've just started recently and of course the um i've also recently started the metro series the what series like uh metro um what's that it's uh it's based on a russian writer basically um nuclear war has happened uh everybody's of course dying or dead um apart from people who have uh, escaped into moscow's metro because the metro in uh, or like the the underground in in moscow is super deep to um so that it can withstand the nuclear blast and so down there, like communities are formed in the metro metro stations. And there's there's three games out, um, and yeah, it's um it's, it's based on a on a on a book series by a Russian guy. Wow, that actually sounds quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very sort of um post apocalyptic, but it's also it's kind of like it's dark but with a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Where it's like where, where like everybody's surviving and they are thriving, but just down <laughs> in the underground, it's it's, it's kind of nice, you know. You're like ah. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, and so I'm I'm playing the the recent one now, and I I can recommend the story is interesting. It's just this is a lot. <laughs> it sounds like a lot to be fair. Um, yeah, I mo- for the most part I like easy games. So I've recently bought Spyro because that's, that's just you, yeah, you just run around as a dragon and set things on fire. Like it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I recently bought that. Um, and other than that, all I've been doing is watching NCIS because I'm I'm a sucker for a crime TV show. Um, so now, now that I come home early, I get to watch an episode of Bones, an episode of The Mentalist, and two episodes of NCIS before I go to bed. That's amazing. I, see, why didn't you change your, your your job earlier? This is great. I, well, I know. Um, to be honest, I'm so happy that I have all of this time now because it's just making my life so much easier. <laughs> okay topic of the week what writing tools and software do you use so um i use so my my philosophy with writing tools and software is it doesn't matter what you have that the best writing tool you have is what's on hand mm-hmm. so for me that's google docs uh, all, all day every day um because i might think of something on the on the tube on the way in to work um, and I'll just quickly jot, jot it down on my phone or I'll write a few lines down on my phone 
Um, or like if I'm on a long train, I have my iPad, I'll start writing away. You know, it's, it's, um, it's whatever I have to hand, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, that's a great way to look at it. Um, because obviously most writing software comes with a price and it can be quite expensive. So using what you have on hand at the time is, is honestly the perfect way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a friend who uses Scrivener, which um, apparently Swedish for, for write. Yeah, I've um, recently just purchased Scrivener, so I'm excited oh, to dive really? into it and see, yeah, yeah. see how that goes. He, he swears by it because you can you can have notes for each chapter you can break things down by chapter um but it's all quite nicely contained um he yeah he was that that's what he pays for because he was like this is this is perfect for what i need it for and i um yeah i i might consider it soon because it's it, when you get to sort of um i say past like forty thousand words of a book it's it becomes a bit of a mess mm-hmm. and also on your phone like um you can't it doesn't load like it loads really really slowly and you and you write and then like a second later your sentence appears oh no so like, yeah yeah so now like with, with my writing I've, I've been forced to do it on like a laptop because that's the only thing with the with the processing power to, to actually do it whereas my ipad kind of like cries whenever i i try writing yeah so i started with just pages on the apple to mm. apple pages because that was all I had. I didn't pay for Microsoft Word. I didn't know about Google Docs at the time. Um, so I just used that. And to be fair, I still use that. So I do all of my first drafts in Apple Pages because I find that it has minimal distractions. Mm. So I can literally just sit and write, which is great. Um, then I do use Google Docs. I tend to use Google Docs to send stuff to my critique partners and my beta readers so that they can read through it and leave comments and stuff. Um, I now have a Microsoft Office subscription. So I have Microsoft Word, which is great for when I need to send stuff to editors because that makes it a little bit easier. Um, And then pretty much all I use is Evernote um, to drop down all my notes and stuff. Um, I have had to pay for a subscription now because I have it on too many devices. So you can have it on two devices for free, um, but I have it on one, two, three, four, five. Um, so I pay two ninety nine a month to have it on multiple places. That's not bad. Yeah, it's it's not bad at all. Um, and then, as I say, I recently purchased Scrivener, and I'm also looking at possibly getting Plotter as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's one the, that I'm interested in. Plotter is that is that professional plotting software then? Yeah, that, so yeah. Plotter is um, an outlining software. In fact, I will just get it up and read out their <laughs> little tagline to you. So it is for authors who outline faster, plot smarter, and turbocharge their productivity, which is quite nice. And it's it's actually that quite cheap, a... to be fair. So mm-hmm. at the moment, they've got it on an offer. So it looks like it's $25 for the whole year. That's, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So you can yeah, install it on three devices, um, have automated outlines, starter templates, and you can export it to Word and Scrivener as well. Oh, nice. See, yeah, I, because I'm only just recently getting into plotting because I'm a, I'm, I'm a pantser at heart. But the, um, it's, yeah, that's, it's, uh, software like that might be useful so I'll, I'll have to, to check it out yeah the uh, I do use other things as well bear with me one second 
Yeah, I'd also say um, something else while while you're uh, while you're searching is the Notes um, app on my phone. Yeah. Um, I literally have one of the uh, gigantic list of quotes um, of just stuff I like the sound of, um, and I bump bump into throughout watching stuff or reading stuff, and um, and then I just I, I take a quote and I put it down in my list. So that, um, and then I often read through it. And say, Damn, that's really cool. That could go in this in this part. So I kind of use my quote list as like an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, another tool that I use, which has been an absolute lifesaver, it is very expensive. Well, I say very expensive. It's about $300. Um, and it's Vellum, which is a formatting software, which basically just takes the headache out of formatting your book because it's freaking awesome. Is that, is that a £300, sorry, $300 one-off? No, so it's for the software and you can create as many books as you want. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. If you're making lots of books, that's pretty useful. Yes, it's very useful. Yeah. It's super easy mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then if you want, like, the other recent purchase that I just made was for Pro Writing Aid. Mm-hmm. So this is like a grammar and a style checker, which is awesome. So it gives you, like, in-depth reports and it helps you um, strengthen your writing as well as improving your grammar and the style as well. Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, I would also say the, uh, something like Grammarly is also super helpful for, yes. for writers. I've, um, you know, I'm sadly dyslexic, and so grammar does not come easy to me. Um, mm. And so I would uh, think like Grammarly is amazingly helpful. Yeah. Um, another tool that I use as well, which is also free, um, is the Hemingway editor. Um, mm. So you can buy the app, but I just use the web page because it's free. Um, and yeah. what I do is on my first like revision, I suppose, when, when I'm doing self revisions, I copy and paste each chapter into there and then it helps you find things like um, passive voice and verbs that you can change and dull or complicated words. And it shows you if your sentences are too long, which is also awesome. So if your entire page is read, you know that you have far too long sentences. <laughs> Basically, you messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out because that that might take a lot of the headache out of just kind of guessing it. Yeah, it's it's, it's super easy, mm-hmm. and literally all I do it don't put like the whole book in there because it will freak out on you. But if you do it like chapter <laughs> by chapter, then it yeah. gives you like decent, helpful tips on how to how to sort things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, okay, yeah, that's pretty much all I use. Like I'm. I'm all for minimalism and keeping things simple and easy. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's um, there's there's lots of writing software out there, or lots lots of um, uh, text software like Microsoft Word and all that. But they're so full of everything. They're designed for everything. So what really I think as a writer, you need to think very minimal. You just need a page and your words, and just go. You know, you don't need any graph functions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can find like helpful tips and tricks on people's blogs or podcasts or, you know, I've got like an entire shelf of books to just help me with like my writing and stuff. So mm. as much as having software is great, it's also sometimes all you need is just you, a pen and a page. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just... um. And maybe maybe you're walking around in nature or watching something inspiring. 
Yeah. Although nature doesn't really do it for me. No, no, same. It's it's quite it's quite relaxing, but it's quite samey. You go into a forest. It's oh, there's a tree there. Oh, there's there's another tree. Oh, oh, there's a tree. You're like okay. You know, you you need to get a bit sick of it. Yeah, I mean that's not yeah. how I walk around, but if that's what you do, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Um, yeah, I think I, if anything, the thing which inspires me the most, if if it, um. Unless there's, there's anything else that you do, you'd like to add to uh, writing software. Um, well, I was just going to ask if there was anything that you, um, if there's any software that you've come across that you want to try. Um, apart from Scrivener. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's another one. It's like, oh, it's on my iPad. It's like a Word WordPress or something. And it's um, or Wordsmith, I think it's called. And that is, um, so I've got the free version on my iPad now, which I was, I was sort of doing a bit of fun, fun writing on there. Um, uh, and yeah, so there's, um, and that's, that's, that's quite, quite simple. It's nice. Um, it's not cluttered and that's very much writing software, but it seems to be like mm-hmm. a simplified version of Scrivener where it, it does have chapters and, and um, like a, a spelling checker or whatever, but it's not, um, it, it, it just seems very uh, like a simplified version and I was um, so I wouldn't mind trying that and seeing if it's uh, yeah if it's good or not I'll have to, 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 to get up the, the, the exact name, name, name for it but yeah yeah definitely send me the name for it so that I can leave it in the show notes for anyone who's listening that thinks that that would be interesting for them and then if any of our listeners want to um the writing prompt, which is in the downloadable, is uh, make a list of writing tools to try. Um, I'm pretty sure if you go on anyone's website, any author's website, they'll have a list. I definitely do, so I will leave that link in the bottom as well. But for anyone who is listening and just wants that, it's www.authorianwilliams.com forward slash tools. And that has like a whole list of things that I use. So there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos that I've watched, and then a list of all the software as well. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. So thank you so much for filling in for Donna this week, Ollie. It's been lovely to have you on the podcast. No problem. And I hope that Donna has a has a nice time. Has she um uh, is she uh, close to, to, to giving birth or has she given birth yet? She has given birth yet. She's got a lovely little girl. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. Donna, if you listen to this episode, congratulations and thank you for sending me a picture because she is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was really I was really lucky. I got added to a group where she sent everybody updates on what was going on, so I was one of the first people to know, which was <laughs> which was nice. So yeah, she oh. she is full on at home living the high life on maternity with her beautiful daughter. That's, that's adorable. Uh, well, yeah, best best of luck to to uh, Donna. I hope that in fact she's uh, doing 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 great. And we will catch you next time, listeners. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye.